Now, this morning in Sunday school, we have a, have a little while here to talk, so I want to talk to you about something different. How many like different things? Amen. How many think that different things in church could be a good thing? Say, say amen on that. Could be, a good, could be a good thing, okay? Now, the book of Ephesians is an inexhaustible uh, wealth of spiritual truth. Ruth Paxson said that uh, the book of Ephesians talks about the wealth the walk, and the warfare of the believer. You could spend your whole life studying Ephesians and never exhaust uh, the depths of its riches. And I believe here in this book, we're taught to not pray what we've learned by heart, but we are taught to learn to pray from our hearts. I preached in thousands or hundreds, probably thousands of churches uh, in all, all, all kinds of places all over the country, 48 states so far, and I don't know how many foreign countries. I've seen th- hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prayer lists. And one thing stands out about the prayer list in most churches, they are all about outer man request. The problem with the prayer meetings of America is that they're problem-centered and not God-centered. The problem with our prayer meetings is they're all about problems. Ain't Mary's toe fungus. Uh, Traveling mercies were a third cousin five times removed in the state of California. And we got 20 or 30 minutes worth of problems. We got a whole prayer bulletin full of problems. Why do people not come to prayer meetings? They're they're problem-centered. They ought to be God-centered. They ought to be worship-based instead of problem-based. Say amen on that right there. I'm telling you the truth here this morning. We need to revamp, we need to resurrect the prayer meeting, my friend, and and we're going to have some help here this morning. Now, uh, the outer man has to do with the physical body. Uh, It has to do with uh, sicknesses. Uh, Most prayer requests have to do with external things, political things, financial things. Now, the Bible addresses physical concerns. It says in 3 John, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Uh, James taught us to pray when you're sick to call for the elders of the church and pray over the outer man of the prayer of faith. So the outer man is important and worthy of prayer, but the inner man is even more important. Now, Paul prayed for the inner man of the Ephesian Christians. In other words, he prayed for the soul, the heart, the mind. He prayed for the inner man. And I want us to look at this amazing prayer in Ephesians chapter 3. Chris is going to read this for us in just a moment. This amazing prayer. And and I want you to notice this was not just for the super saints. He prayed this for everybody. And what Paul prayed for the Ephesian Christians, we should be praying for one another and for ourselves. Now I want to ask a question. Why the preoccupation with the outer man when it comes to prayer meetings? Why is it pretty much all about physical things? Is it fair to say, is it fair to say that conservative Christianity has been really good, really good on Christ's death for us, but maybe weak on Christ in us? Is that fair? Is it fair to say that we have been really good on what Christ has done, but maybe not so strong on what Christ can do? Is it possible we have majored on substitutionary atonement, and thank God for that, but maybe a little weak on spirit-filled living? Well, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 20, uh, 
Uh, Chris, come up here and read this for us. This is a voice-saving technique. Let's read, starting in verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Now, notice some of the lofty requests that Paul bowed his knee to pray to God the Father about the Ephesians. Notice some of these requests. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That Christ might be accommodated in your heart by faith. That they might be rooted and grounded in love. Might be able to comprehend the depth, the height, the breadth, and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. That you might be filled and flooded with the presence of God. How many like to be filled and flooded with the Holy Ghost? That's what what he was praying for these people. Amazing. Now, this prayer in Ephesians 3 has nothing to do with externals. Nothing. It's a sad day when the people who were most opposed to traditionalism have become the most traditional worshiping people on the planet. There's something wrong with that right there. This prayer has nothing to do with externals. It has nothing to do with labels. It has nothing to do with affiliations. It has nothing to do with outward appearance. It has nothing to do with the outer man, but it's focused on the hidden man of the heart. It's focused on the internal, and he prayed that they might be strengthened, they might be empowered, they might increase in vigor. Uh, The focus here is on empowerment. He said that they might be strengthened with might, dunamis, dynamite power. They might be strengthened uh, with this miraculous power, and the objective of his prayer is that the layman, the church members, would be full of the power of God. Now, brethren, the inside man, he was praying for the inner man, the unseen man, and Paul prayed at his heart for the Ephesians' inner man. Now, if Paul prayed that for the Ephesian believers, how many think we ought to be praying that for one another? How many think we ought to be praying that for ourselves? Now, I want to focus for a brief moment here on what I'm calling inner man praying, inner man praying. Now, why is there seemingly a reluctance, seemingly a reluctance uh, to share real-life struggles? Uh, Apparently, why is there uh, a reluctance to share personal issues or inner man requests? Now, how many think it's possible we treasure our bodies more than we treasure our souls? So you got all, and and Trump, believe you me, I'm for praying for people that have physical needs. Just trust me on this. But in the model prayer, uh, personal needs came after God's first concerns, which were God's name, God's kingdom, and God's will. And after God's name, after God's kingdom, and after God's will, that's when the personal request came. Everybody tracking with me on this right here? 
So, so in your prayer bulletin, don't start off with 15,000 human needs. Start off with the, the, the honor of God's name, the kingdom, advancement of God's kingdom, and, and the implementation of God. Start off with that and then get around to this other stuff second. This is really good here this morning. And I'm feeling that right here. I'm telling you. Now, when we value our inner man and other people's inner man, as much as we do our bodies, the prayer request will reflect this. The tenor of the prayer request will change. Now, genuine revival will not eliminate outer man request, but inner man request would soon dwarf the outer man request when a church is in a state of revival. I believe that. I was in Huntsville, Alabama. We were having afterglows uh, that went on way, way, way into the night where people were sharing their hearts. They were just getting real. They were finding help. I can tell you some funny stories about that. But, but uh, I, I mean, we were in Signal Mountain, Tennessee. We would go to church at 7 and 11 o'clock. We're still having church, and, and we're having these afterglows. And I remember one night I left at 12 o'clock, and I just risk it to the Lord and them and let them handle it. I, I, I mean, the, but what was going on there is they were sharing uh, inner man uh, substance, inner man needs, inner man request, and we were believing God. Roy Hessian said, uh, the more specific the confession, the more real the revival. The more specific the confession. You know, pride causes a person to conceal and cover up. But humility empowers men and women to confess and open up. Now, what are some inner man requests? I want you to help me, class, class. I want you to help me here this morning. Give me some examples of inner man prayer request. Just, oh, let's start over here. Just inner man prayer request. Go ahead. Anger. Okay, so here's a person struggling with a spirit of anger. Excellent. Inner man request. Faith or a lack of faith. Yes, what else? The slide is slow. Right here in the middle, right here. Oh, come on, just, just yell it out. Inner man prayer, examples of inner man request. Trust, faith. Help, need some help. What else? Patience. Well, that's a good one right there. What, what else? Anger. Forgiveness. Humility. Fear, pride. Debbie, well, you got one? She said anger. She's got a soft voice. I didn't hear it. All right. All right. Now, just, I like to put her on the spot, keep her on her toes. Over on this side, what about some inner man uh, prayer requests? Give me some examples. What would be examples of inner man prayer requests? Greed, covetousness, okay? Purity, love. Excellent. These are all excellent. Anxiety. Anybody anxious lately? Anybody stressed? Depression? Somebody said, what's the difference between discouragement and depression? About two weeks. Look in, look in Galatians chapter 5, real quick. Galatians chapter 5. Inner man prayer request. How about unkind responses? Coming down the road yesterday, I-75, some guy was uh, passing on the inside lane and making hand gestures to the car right beside of him. 
You ever, you ever, you know, rejoicing, having a big time in your car, singing songs, praising God, worshiping the Lord, and all of a sudden somebody pulls up beside of you and <laughs> says things or does things that wouldn't correspond with the spirit-filled life, and all of a sudden you lose your patience and joy. Does, can anybody relate to this? These are inner man requests. Uh, what, about, what about hope? I asked my children, we had a family meeting. I said, when's the last time you heard a Bible message on hope? And they pondered, and they said, we don't ever remember hearing a message dedicated to hope. And my children have been in conservative, good churches. And I want to say something to you this morning. When you've got to go to a, a half heretical church to hear a message on hope, there's something wrong with us. I'm going to help you this week if you all are hang with me right here. Now, what about this? Uh, Self-control. Look in, look in Galatians 5, verse 22. Notice some of these inner man character qualities. But the fruit of the Spirit is, number one, say it out loud. Number two, let's read it. Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Again, such there is no law. These are inner man requests. Uh, we were doing home renovations. We... Uh, Redid our master bathroom, and then I decided I was going to save some money and, and do some painting. Big mistake, big mistake. And so here I am out here trying to paint the uh, wood on our front door, entrance door. I'm up on the ladder, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, the paint bucket discovered the law of gravity and uh, fell right onto the concrete porch, and the paint went and on the wall, on the floor. And the next thing I know, uh, the paint bucket wound up in the front yard. The ladder wound up in the front yard. Some things were said, but other things were thought that weren't said, that weren't found in the Word of God. I can just tell you that right now. And, um, and here I am. I I'm angry. My wife comes out. What, what's wrong? <laughs> Don't ask questions like that. I'm, I and here I am. Here I am. And my inner man is not calm, not peaceful, not under control. Can anybody relate to anything I'm saying right here? How I many know the older you get, the worse this gets? You done lost your filter. Um, your, 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 your nerves are, are shot. <laughs> you know I, but I'm serious. These are inner man kind of requests here in Galatians chapter 5. Now, the Bible says, confess your faults privately and don't ever let anybody know about them. <laughs> no, confess your faults, one, two. Hmm. I was in Bible college. They said, now, if you're going to be a minister, you should, you should never let the people get too close to you because if they get too close to you and find out what you're really like, they'll lose respect. You know what I thought? That's a bunch of hogwash. You know what I think now? that's really a bunch of hogwash. I don't have COVID, so don't worry about it. <laughs> so we got to fake it. We got to pretend. We got to get all decked out. We got to get on our uniform. We got to get looking right and, and sounding right and smiling right. And, and can I just say something to you? Uh, the Bible says there's a time when we all go through dark valleys and we need to confess our faults one to another and pray one for another. 
We have three family friends that died this week of COVID in Southside, Virginia. Well, our hearts are going out to those that are hurting and grieving because there's, there's got, they got some inner, inner man needs going on here. Now, listen to this. Uh, the inner man is the unseen. It's the inside person. And, 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 and I want to just talk for just a minute about inner man praying, and then we're going to practice it. I was in a meeting with Roy Hessian, the apostle of grace in Michigan, uh, we're having a men's meeting, probably a couple of hundred, 250 men. And uh, all of a sudden, this guy over here, he starts weeping and confessing his sins and sobbing and weeping and confessing his sins. And he just kept this up. He was broken. He was desperate. He was crying for help and asking people to pray for him. And, and, and when he finally finished, old Roy Hessian the Apostle of Grace, who wrote the Calvary Road, which if you don't read, have, haven't read it, Pastor Bill will give you a copy. It's tremendous. Um, you know what Roy Hessian said? He started laughing. He wasn't laughing at him. He was laughing with him. And he said, brethren, I think we're all in the same boat. Because what that guy said, everybody in the building could have said the same thing to one degree or another. And brother, I just want to say something to you. We're family here this morning. We're, we're all in the same boat. And we're with people who care for us. So let's focus on some inner man requests. We're talking about being honest. Say that word out loud. Honest. Uh, that's, that's a foreign word in the American uh, character. Say it one more time. Honest. What does that mean? Being real. You know, I can't be like people want me to be. And I quit trying. And I believe I'm pretty much over the fear of man, which only took over a half a century to get to it. But uh, thank God that, uh, just be honest. Be yourself in Christ. Uh, God, God, God made you an original. Don't die a copy and quit trying to imitate and, and, and just be like somebody else and, and all of this kind of stuff. Just be honest. Be open. Enlist some prayer support. And we can pray and pra we can practice the one another commands. Now, here's some one another commands. Love one another. There's 22 one another commands, by the way. Forbearing one another. That means put up with one another. Forgiving one another. Hmm. Exhort one another. Pray for one another. Bear one another's burdens. You see, I can't bear your burden if I don't know what it is. So these are one another commands. These, these are commandments in the New Testament that God has given us for body life. And, and there's nothing in there about faking it till you make it. There ain't nothing in there about living in, in with pretense. <laughs> it's just about, if, 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 if the lid's coming off at the judgment seat, I'm going to get the lid off right now. If everything's coming to light, let's get it in the light now. Let's get out of the dark for crying out loud and, and, and get over uh, some of this. By the way, if God's put your past behind him, it's high time you put it behind you and forget those things, neglect those things, and just get, get honest. And there's a time to bear one another's burdens. Now, openness, openness brings brokenness. Brokenness brings oneness. And oneness is revival. 
Without openness, there will be no brokenness. Without openness, there will be no brokenness. Without brokenness, there will be no oneness, no real unity in Christ. And with no oneness, there is no revival. So let's get down to the heart of the matter, uh, which is the condition of our own hearts and our own souls, our inner man. Paul was praying for the inner man needs of the Ephesians. Can you see that? Is that that accurate? Do you think that's what this text is saying? He's praying for God to do something on the inside of the Ephesians. Uh, He wasn't talking about conformity and compliance. He was talking about uh, not not external conformity and compliance, but compliance with Christ within. And he was praying for their inner man. So this morning... uh, He prayed that they would be strengthened with might by God's spirit in the inner man. Verse 20, he said that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we're going to ask or think according to the power that works in us. So he's praying for their inner man. Now, how many here this morning need some strength in your inner man? We need to be strengthened with might in the inner man. Is that right or wrong? If you've had a failure this week, you need forgiveness and you need strength, amen? If you've had a loss, our friends who've lost loved ones, well, they need strength, right, in the inner man. They need for God to come in and heal up their hearts, eh? So, so we all have these, these needs. So let's pray uh, for one another this morning to be strengthened with might by God's spirit in the inner man. Now, here's what we're going to do. I want you to huddle up. I see your church is totally negligent of... Uh, COVID guidelines. (laughs) I went to Starbucks this morning only because I have credit on my phone. When I get rid of that, I ain't never going back. But but I went in and the lady said, "Uh, do you you have a mask? I said, is it law? She says, it's Starbucks policy. I said, okay. So I put that baby on. But I see that you people are not afraid of this down here. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray some uh, uh, inner man requests for one another. So I would recommend if you need a family revival, huddle up. Otherwise, men with men, just let's have groups of two, just groups of two for the sake of time, women with women, and uh, just do two things. Number one, share your main inner man prayer burden. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com. Or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church, Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.